But what a lot of people don't realize, and here's here's a tip for everyone. Resolved conflicts increases intimacy. That's a good one. You get closer and closer, and when you're willing to allow yourself to be raw with your spouse, men, listen here. If you're willing to be raw with your spouse, they love it. Faith and Failures Podcast. I know you've had this, and you probably had to navigate this, some high conflict. How do you approach dealing with a high conflict marriage? Relationship comes out in the first session after the assessment. Really? When I say, tell me what's going on. <laughs> they start blaming oh, each other. Oh, man, it's, I call it the puke session. Yeah. That's a good Because <laughs> everything <laughs> comes out and each person has their own perception of reality yeah. and everything like that. So once it gets all out there, then what we do is, is we start establishing the ground rules for communication. Mm-hmm. Three basic things I want every, every sentence that you communicate. I want a request, an emotion or feeling, why, and then desired outcome. You got you, your brain spinning. All right. Yeah. So here we go. I'm going to give you an example, real life example. Sorry, Lori. <laughs> we're driving, we're <laughs> driving jump. back from Montana and uh, third Nebraska, I guess it was. And I'm doing like above the speed limit. We'll just say it like that. And the cruise control's on, and it's raining, and Lori looks over. In the past, she'd look over and say, slow down. i say, yeah, right, and I went slow down. So since we've done this and done the training on it and stuff, now she'll look over and she'll say, you know what, Bill, if you'd slow down, it'd give me less anxiety, and I'd be more comfortable while you drive. I'd be much pleasant to drive with. <laughs> it's much easier. I hear you. Yeah. My driving scares you. Great. I slow down so that you're not complaining <laughs> and yelling at me. Yeah. You know, and that's, so we established ground rules for communication. I've actually, every once in a while, I've just sat back and watched them fight because it, you learn so much from the dynamics of a bit. of who's in control, who's the boss. And you can actually see people cower towards the other one. Yeah. Yeah. You watch their hands, you watch their, their vocals, all their, the pair of verbals, I guess is what you call them. Everything that goes into an argument. And you know, we, we go home and we have rules to fighting. Rule number one, you cannot stand up and fight. <laughs> well, if I stand up, my wife's small. So if I stand up, yeah, it's intimidating. Oh, yeah. Hey, great. I'm going to sit down. But yeah, you, you do that. But what a lot of people don't realize, and here's, here's a tip for everyone. Resolved conflicts increases intimacy. That's a good one. You get closer and closer. And when you're willing to allow yourself to be raw with your spouse, men, listen here. If you're willing to be raw with your spouse, they love it. Yeah. And the intimacy increases. Which is what you want. <laughs> now that you want, there's five types of intimacy. Remember uh, that. Oh, what are they? Tell us. Okay. So you have intellectual intimacy. Can you sit down and have a yeah. deep conversation about something? Then you have spiritual intimacy. Are you on the same page spiritually? You'd be surprised at how many couples are on the same page spiritually. Yeah. Okay. And then you have emotional intimacy. Can you share your raw feelings with each other? And then you have non-sexual physical touch intimacy. Okay, that's just the, the correct the, the back, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. And then you have the intimacy that the everyone drives for yeah. is the sexual intimacy. And with that, if you get the other four going, man, the last one's great. So that's that's the four parts of it. Getting those four going will lead you to the fifth, fellas. It will. So... <laughs> Just in case you were wondering. So what are some common marriage myths that you frequently run into? I love these. So do you want the churchy answer or do you want the other answer? I want both of them. Or I want all of them. Get them all. Well, 
number one, marriage is not 50-50. Okay. 50-50, there's a line in the middle. Marriage yeah. isn't even 75-75. Marriage is 100%. You got to be 100% in on it, man. Yeah. And that goes back to giving everything you got to it. I'm going to bounce a little bit. My spouse completes me. <laughs> I love it. But, oh, Lori completes me. No. Hopefully, you're a complete person walking into a relationship. Otherwise, you're going to have nothing but turmoil. And that's why there's so much trouble. Yes, you exactly. It's my responsibility to make sure my spouse stays happy. And then you get into some of the good ones here. Next to God, my wife is the most important person in the relationship. Now, why is that one a myth? Explain a little bit. Next to God, I am the most important person in my relationship. Now, why is that? Explain why it's backwards than what most people think. And here's the reason. It's up to me to maintain my physical, mental, and spiritual health. Mm -hmm. If I maintain those, then I can overflow goodness into my wife. Yeah. So I am important so that I maintain myself. In a, in, a, in a state that I'm overflowing goodness, okay? And if I'm doing that and Lori's doing that, then we're both overflowing goodness. We're both healthy. We're both happy. And then it creates, that's, that's the me, okay? It's a me, we, us theory. So that's the me. We're happy and a full me. And then the we, which is Lori and I, are able to come together and overflow more. Yeah. And then when that overflows, then it's the us, which is our family. So two complete people coming together is two one. Two complete people coming together is one. You got it. And that you makes can a lot only more do sense. that if you focus. When I say that, people are like, that's not right. <laughs> no, it's like, that's why you're doing it wrong, bro. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> and then here's the other one, all right? And that's <laughs> <laughs> just the one you said earlier. <laughs> this is the one I'm not supposed to say. Be ready. The man is the head of the household and the wife must submit to his authority. I love when I hear that. Because I think I told you this yesterday. The Bible does say that. Yeah. But what about the first verse in front of it or after it? You know, where it says that that God made a companion, right? Mm -hmm. And that you're together. And then it says, treat your wife like God treats the church. Yeah. Which means you give up everything. Yeah. That means the Harley that's in my garage, if my wife says, hey, Bill. Hold on now. (laughs) It's gone. So, yeah, your wife will submit unconditionally if you're treating her like God treats the church. Absolutely. But that is one of the most abused lines in the Bible, I think. Yeah. So that that is the other myth that I, I tried to use that one. It didn't work out too well. It didn't work out too well. But here's the thing: just like, and, and just, let's just use the basics of a workplace atmosphere. You have a boss that is a CEO or whatever. If he leads with integrity, and you see him sacrificing in the trenches and working alongside of his subordinates, the people who are underneath him will serve just as hard as him, believe in the mission and the vision. And it's the same thing in marriage. Like if I serve my wife, like Jesus washed the feet mm-hmm. of the disciples, like he did those things, he served people. That was his his purpose to give of himself, literally to right. the end, to give of himself. And that's how we're supposed to do for our wives. And then men try to tell women to submit to him, but they're not giving him anything to submit to. No. There's no reason to respect them. There's, There's no reason to, to honor them or lift them because there's right. all you're wanting is someone to bow so, down to you. So now to run that all the way out, if we have a discussion, let's say we want to build a new house and we talk about it and everything, and it's like, well, I do have final word, but that's after taking everything in consideration, not right. making a decision. You know, but if I went, believe me, if I went home and said, Hey Lori, we're building a house, you say what? No conversation, no nothing. Just yeah. here's my foot, I'm putting it down, we're lady. <laughs> And she'd say, hope you like your house. (laughs) See ya. I'm going to be here with my turtles. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Now that is a sure sign of love right there. Yeah. The turtle sanctuary. How many you got now? 11? Yes, 11. Somebody on post- Lord's on blessing. Facebook, they said, oh, this is so cool. I said, yeah, we'll be setting up from camp. <laughs> hey, make some money. But that's that's good. That's good. So uh, what were those marriage myths one more time for the listeners? Um, Matt is that a household? Yeah. And the wife must submit. That's good to go if you're elevating your wife the way God wants you to be. Yeah. Marriage is not 50-50 like everyone thinks. Next to God, my wife is the most important person in the relationship. Work on yourself, man. Take an inventory of yourself every day. Yeah. My spouse completes me. You're a person by yourself. And it's not your responsibility to keep your spouse happy. No. Faith and Failures Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It would mean a great deal to me if you download, share, and subscribe so you can be notified every time I put out a new episode. Once again, thank you and see you next time on Faith and Failures.